side of what? All right, here we go. I'm going to push a couple buttons, right? You ready? Get out of here. Get out. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, everybody, to the longest-running used-to-be Anthem podcast, but now carried on by two of the hosts because we like talking about games and stuff, and we've been doing it for a really long time and figured this isn't any point in really stopping because we don't want people to say that we're quitters. So this is episode (laughs) 149 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. There are... Yeah, and and today is November 19th. We are so close to the end of the year. Um, 2021 is only a mere 43 days away, which... My wife and I were talking, we're like, Thanksgiving's next week. And that mm-hmm. means that like, Christmas is like five weeks away. Like, it's coming fast, man. This year, even it's, though... It's here, man. Even there's though Christmas it's... Christmas music out already, it's here. Yeah, my wife is pretty upset that there's Christmas music out already. It's like breaking her oh, yeah? rule of no Christmas until after Thanksgiving. So she's pretty upset how, about that. How long has she been a Grinch? Uh, for many, many years, I will tell you this. So... I went and pulled out all the Christmas stuff since I figured I'd have some time off next week. I better throw up the Christmas lights while the weather is warm and it's not so cold because it always ends up that you start like you have to put up Christmas lights when it's cold and it's windy and no one likes to do that. So No one likes to do that. We've been having Did she tell you to put it all back in? When you start pulling out the boxes, did she go, no, not yet? No, because I'm like still putting away like Halloween stuff. So if I pull out all the Christmas stuff, now I'll have room to put all the Halloween stuff away. So it's like this rotation of like holiday ornaments and stuff. So, yep. um, No, I feel you. So Axonis89 in the chat says, just two of you this time, huh? So there will be just two of us for a while. Devin is taking a leave of absence. Well, he said he's like, never coming back. I never want to see you two again. I'm out of here. So Devin is no longer on the show. Um, he's doing might, pretty good so far, keeping that promise, too. It's true. He hasn't come back. So well, he'll he'll come back if he if he ever wants to like just jump on to say hey. But he is taking a leave from the show. Um, JD, we have JD on if there's ever Bioware news that we want to chat about. So really, it's just Mike and I talking about whatever we want in the video game space, in the entertainment space, and the space out in this cosmos space, or really whatever we want to talk about. So if you were expecting Devin, I apologize. He is, he is no longer here. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But yeah. All right, Darn Mike. It. I want to know what you have been up to. Actually, let's do this first because I just forgot about this. Um, I want to thank our patrons and everyone that has been supporting us for over two and a half years now. How long has it been? Has it been almost three years? It, it's been it's been closer to four, hasn't it? Oh, man. It really has. No, it's, I think been, it's been closer to four. We started in June of 2017. So it's 2020. So three and a half, two and a half. I will tell you exactly how many days um, it has been. So if we started in June of 2017, it's been 1,237 days since we started the show. Um, Axiana says, okay, he's like 18 episodes behind, so I've got a lot of catching up to do. Holy cow, that is a lot of catching up. 18 episodes, that is a lot. Good luck. I think, man, I don't even know where we would have been like 18 episodes ago. What we, what would we have been talking about 18 episodes ago? I think, I think we were doing good 18 episodes ago. We have since kind of, you know, <laughs> we we had four people on the show 18 episodes ago. Yeah, we uh, not so much anymore, but you know what? We're we're, we're we're feeling it. It's it's new. It's different. It's 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 gonna be okay. Because what else can it be, right? Like, you, and, well, you, well, and you know why it'll be okay? Because of our patrons, Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Still, Scout sixty nine, Dragonheart seventy six, Jeffrey H, uh, the gameplay experience, RZ, and Phaedron. So yeah, and like Rusted says, there'll be more room for guests that hopefully we'll have in the future. Um, yeah. Okay. So Axiana says BLM just broke out an episode or so ago for me. So yeah, a little a little far back in the queue there. All right. So thank you to all of our patrons. If you would like to support us, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. Um, you can kick a dollar our way. There's a couple other tiers on there that we, um, you can support us at if you want to get some cool little treats like a monthly challenge coin that I still have to do last month. I've been pretty um, late on some of the things that I need to get out there. So lazy. Um, it's oh, been oh yeah, <laughs> it's been a rough month. So, um, it has been a rough month. 
So we got some weird, not weird stuff going on, but just there's been a little bit of not feeling so well in in both of our families. Nothing like like super crazy, but just general not feeling well. Our schools are are deciding to go back virtual again, so now it, it's kind of it put us in a different mode and. And which means I'm going to be home more because our schools are closing and so not closing, but going virtual. So it's going to be a new experience, kind of an experience that we had before, but now different because it's new. So, you know, it's, it's interesting and we're going to do our best to stick with it. And we appreciate everyone who comes and hangs out with us on Twitch and chats with us and interacts with us, the discord. It's, I mean, it's really cool. Like I'm, I'm still blown away by the connectivity that goes on with everybody and, you know, the relationships that are formed, talking about games and Steve's Godfall and Mike's Destinies and all the things that we're doing. So it's fun. It's cool. We enjoy it. And we'll be here as long as as long as you're here. And as long as I mean, it's true. One, it, of us, one more of us drops and then who knows, right? I know. <laughs> who knows what happens? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm probably going to shut down my Godfall channel. So there's that. Oh, bad news, Steve. I guess we could talk so, about um, it. Like, actually, I'm going to bring you some breaking news. Everybody, breaking news here on the Freelancer Codex. Um, Long-time running Godfall channel that taught you everything about Godfall. Godfall 101, unboxing videos, um, reviews, all that stuff. Yeah, it's going away. Yeah. Um, we reached out to the host, and he told us that he just couldn't hang, and he just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, wait, he's coming in. He's coming in. Steve, are you there? Uh, hey there, we've got Steve on remote. Uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, Steve from Godfall 101. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, Thanks for having me here. So, Steve, so Steve, we just got breaking news that you're shutting down your channel. You, why? Why do you hate everybody? Because I'm a quitter, Mike. That's why. Um, <laughs> I, I will give my. So it's been it's been one week since Godfall released, and this was something that I, I talked with Phaedron a little bit about on Discord. I think sometimes, like the lead up to a game, is more fun for me than the actual game releasing, which is really weird. Um, yeah, would, that is. Like, yeah, just the idea of, like, you know, covering something, like, diving in, looking for, like, all the little details, like, trying to suss those out, the possibilities of the game, what is, what is it, it going to be like here, gameplay-wise, all this stuff. I really enjoy that. I don't know if it's, like, this small little part of me that wants to be, like, an investigator or something where you try to, like, suss all these things out and figure out what things are going to be before they release. Um, I think that's a lot of the Disneyland, you know, draw to me i always want to see behind the scenes how things work you know guessing what's going to happen before it does happen and i think that's why i'm drawn to like new games that look interesting and like diving into them and godfall like i really did that for like the whole year that we knew about it so i did the channel like played a bunch of it as much as i could while while my family was sick and then I just kind of like played it and I was like waiting for that feeling of like, oh, you're having fun. Like, this is really cool. This is something that I want to continue to do. And I like really wanted to give the game enough time to where I felt like, okay, I've given this enough time. If I'm not having like ton of fun, then like, why do I want to force myself to spend the time creating content around it? And I haven't put out a video since my first review talking about the story and talking about the single player. And I just, like, I don't, like, it's a fun game if you just, like, pick it up. Like, in the mornings, I pick it up and I grind a couple things while I listen to a podcast before I go to work. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if there's that much content to make on. I'm sure that there are a lot of people that, you know, know, like, hey, I can do a video here. I can do a video here. But I'm just like, I don't want to do that. Like, I really wanted to. I wanted this game to be something that I could make a bunch of content for put some stuff out and have some fun with it. But once you get to like that end game loop, it's just more. And, and this is something that I think has just been happening more and more with looters. And it's been happening quicker and quicker with their player bases that we are just not, you know, putting up with the lack of content and the lack of depth in a lot of these games. And it's something that like, you know, you, we went from destiny uh, to division and we played those games like it seems like in decreasing increments as they came out right played a ton of destiny we played a lot of division we played less um what would have been the next one after the division let's see i didn't play oh, what did, 
That that was really it. We 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 went back to Destiny. There would have right? been when Division came out. Yeah, there, there, there really wasn't there really wasn't anything right there. There would have been like Borderlands would be something similar than Avengers and Godfall. Um, Anthem would have been something that we put a lot of time into because we were excited about, but it just seems like, you know, with the, with the games that recently came out that are looters, like the Avengers and Godfall, it's just like decreasing amounts of time. Like, I don't think anyone else, um, like between you and the other people that we play a lot of games with, like no one else that I know, um, that I play games with even picked up Godfall. So. Well, see, and I think I think there's also a parallel to that because that's not you know exactly indicative of what's been going on. It hasn't been the quality of the games, but I also think because during that time our kids have been growing up, and that's taken more time. So there have been it's kind of it's I mean, and I'm sure if you were to track this, and I'm sure many people could do this, you know, when you're young, you're a new family, right? You and your wife, you can play games. Right. And you're probably up here in your game time. And as soon as that first baby comes along, I mean, there's there's an immediate drop off. Right. You think then so? it starts to increase? Oh, absolutely. Man, absolutely. I, I actually thought baby comes. I actually thought I got like more game time because I was like always up at night with the kid putting him to sleep. So I was like, all right, I got to rock this baby to sleep and playing games. Were you putting the kid to sleep, though, or was the kid just on the floor? So, right. So there's probably no way it would I be held interesting that to graph that. It'd be interesting to graph that because I bet it started way up here and then it fell. And then, it, you know, this, it's probably a slower, slower angle up to the top. Hey, put but, your hand you know, up again. Put your hand up again. No, I have. I do. I've got a weird finger. See that? Sorry, podcast finger. fans. This is a visual thing. Michael has a weird finger and he put it up into the camera and it just distracted me. Well, see, so that's that's indi- indicative of the uh, the curve that I'm talking about. See, it oh, goes up. Oh, that's a that's down. a perfect example of the looter shooter curve. That's what we'll that's, yeah. that's what so, we'll call it the looter shooter curve. So I think I think that has a big thing to do with it, and I bet I bet you know many people I bet people could kind of gauge that you know the first one comes along, time is taken away, starts to build. The second one comes along, you know a little bit more what you're doing, so that still starts to build, but then. My kiddos are now pushing mid-school, so you know, I mean, there's more activities that need to be done. I need to get them to more places. I'm unfortunately getting older, you know, so maybe maybe I want to go to sleep better, more, yeah, maybe. You're so, old. So Phaedrin, I am old. Phaedrin in chat says, do you have similar thoughts on Anthem, or did Anthem give you a bit more fun? So Anthem did give me more fun, and I was more invested in Anthem than I was in Godfall for sure. Um, I think Anthem, it took me a little bit longer to see like what that loop was. In Godfall, it was very apparent very quickly once you got to the end. And again, and I'm going to say this, like it is okay if people are having fun in these games. This is not me saying like these games are terrible. You shouldn't be playing them. You shouldn't be having fun with them because there's a lot of people that are playing Godfall that are having fun with it, that they're, they are enjoying that loop. Um, I just wasn't enjoying the loop. And unfortunately that's all there is at the end. And I, and I was thinking about this a lot. Like Godfall has, it has the combat and it has you collecting items to improve that combat. And that's it. There are no other, types of activities in that game that would really draw me in. There's nothing like, there's no like puzzles to complete. I mean, there's chests and stuff to collect, but really there's no like, there's no puzzles, there's no matchmaking. So you can't really have like activities where you would need three, require three people to go into for people that don't have a big friends list. So, I mean, that's one of the big things that's just kind of like, I mad respect to the team at Counterplay Games for putting something out this year. For launching a new IP on the PlayStation 5 during the pandemic. So mad props to the team. I think the game looks gorgeous. And I think it has some, I think, I and I, man, see, I was going to, I was about to say it, but I hate it when people say it because I got so mad when people, you know, would say, oh, the game has potential because that's something <laughs> that just got me really upset during um, like the Anthem phase because like that was one thing that it's one thing to say that a game has potential because I think every video game has potential, right? So it's just kind of like, uh, oh, it, no, every game has, every game has potential to be, to be something interesting and something different. Um, so yeah, so I'm like, I could continue to make Godfall videos and not have fun with it, or I could just not do that and do something else. So I decided, no, I'll just do something else. I'll just drop it. And you know what? If it changes, it'll be there. I can make a video if some, you know, 
big sweeping changes come in. Like they just recently added some ray tracing um, capabilities into it. So I don't know. It'll be on the back burner. I'm not going to focus on it. And I'm also not going to feel bad about it because it's like, hey, I had fun doing those videos. I had fun on the lead up. But, you know, it's time to move on and keep on doing what I'm doing. So that was yeah. that was my update on Godfall. Mike, what have you been up to this week? How is your... Um, Xbox Series X. So this week, this week I ended up getting the Series S, X Series S. The Series S came on Saturday, able to unbox it. And the first thing that we noticed was, man, this thing is tiny, right? It's small. It's little. It kind of fits right on my desk. Can you hold it up? I can. It's all plugged in. How many plugs? There's like two plugs in it, right? Oh, yeah, but I got it all plugged in and I'm playing right now. Um, So I can't hold it up. So, but it's small. I mean, it's cool. Um, loaded up Destiny, started playing Beyond Light, um, loaded up Minecraft. So now the boys can, one can play at my computer desk, my uh, workstation here. One can play on the TV so that they're not split screening. I, I don't like split screens, especially in Minecraft. Like, like you got to be able to see what you're building. Anyway, and I don't like split screens either. And it's better if the boys are separated when they're playing because i mean this is true we've all we've all been there um so it's fun everything runs smooth um like load times i I was i was teasing devin when he always talked about load times i'm like ah can can you really tell the difference between seven seconds and and 17 seconds the answer is yes yes you can okay so you can definitely tell you're like you get i've gotten used to like being in my menus for a little bit while I'm trying to load in and it just kicks me out and I'm like, wait, I haven't done this, this, and this yet. So I have to send a text message. Exactly. So I loaded up, loaded up, I loaded up uh, beyond light, started playing that having a lot of fun. It's destiny, right? There's, there's no other game that can out destiny, destiny, right? Destiny is destiny. The guns are fun. The armor is cool. The story is there. Um, the new, the new environment generator that that they've got going on in the new in the new um sector is pretty fun like when it starts to blizzard and you can't see anything it adds a really cool dimension the areas are huge um so i'm having a lot of fun with i'm having a lot of fun with the beyond light campaign i think i'm last i checked i believe i'm on like step 24 of 34 i think so i'm cruising through um i've taken out a couple of the lieutenants I've got I've got probably a few more um, scavenger missions and go collect this missions before I take out the final the final I forget her name um, before I do that and so it's fun I enjoy it Destiny's fun you should you should jump in Steve you should jump back on that train and take that plunge the old no, Destiny do train it. you're better off you're I, better off I am actually. Yeah, I think I'm okay. Um, I'm glad that you're having fun with it, though. But I mean, like, yeah. like you said, Destiny's Destiny. Like, you know, we've been playing Destiny since 2014, so I'm okay moving on. Like, it's cool. It's cool. Hey, speaking of PlayStation Series, cool. Xbox Series S, the controller. Like, how does the controller compare? Is it exactly the same to the controller I have, except you have one more button? So it it feels smaller. Hold it up. Like, I know it. I am. You can't see it. Hello, Into the camera. controller. Okay, so it feels smaller, but it's not. It's textured on the back, which is nice. It's not super smooth. It's got the originals have the uh, the black um, bumpers ribbon here. Yep, black. And these are this is all white. It's fun. Um, what about that? I mean, D-pad? it's a controller D pad. Haven't really used the D pad too much. Um, it looks. I mean, it's a different design. It's more of a. It's more of a. Uh, you know, rounder D pad than the actual plus that you get. Um, so it has the corner buttons and the the different quadrants. Um, it's not. It's not bad. It's fun. It's fun to use. It's responsive. It does what it needs to do. Um, I guess, and that's really all you can ask for, right? If it does what it needs to do, then. And there you go. It, that is true. Phaedrin with that prime sub. Phaedrin, you don't have to be sorry. You Someday I will learn how to turn off my uh, notifications so that those um, won't actually startle me during the podcast and won't get recorded. But until that day happens, you do not have to be sorry. So don't even worry about it. That's so cool, Mike. Also, um, anything else you wanted to talk about this week? Things that you've been doing so, before we jump into the news? Um, I guess not really things that I've been doing. 
but I did I did end up having some iPhone angst earlier this week. Um, my my oldest got his first phone and was being pretty responsible on it, and and um, we went over to a family gathering to have cake and ice cream for a birthday party, and he. You didn't like sit on it, but you know how sometimes you're sitting on a couch or whatever, you just kind of stick your phone between the couch and your thigh, right? Yeah. And he put it there, and when he picked it back up again to to resume his game, it, it wouldn't work. Like it had completely bricked. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So we got on the Googles, we looked for all the things to do, push this button, push that button, hold this button, do the reset, and we just could not get this phone to be responsive, right? So I ended up taking it to the Verizon store that we have here that that I got it from, and and man, like, like man. Did teeth getting them to repair it or what? Well, first of all, I don't know, and I don't know. First of all, man, what happened? I don't know if I can share this on air. Um, it's just it's just retail is rough. You and I have both worked retail. And it's just rough because so many companies, so many employees who, although probably want to help you out, a lot of it is, oh, I, I can't help you. Like, we can't Because of policy and stuff? Is that what you mean? Yeah. You, you, we have a 14-day return policy, and you got this 15 days ago, so you know, you're just going to have to pay out-of-pocket expenses. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. You know what I mean? Just come on, help help people out, right? Anyway, anyway, so we sit down, you end up having to call and wait on the phone with people, and then oh we have we have to log in to turn off the find my find my phone option because apparently that has to be turned off before they can do anything on the phone, which I don't know makes sense to me. And then they ask you, um, so you need to log in. Do you remember your password? Let's answer your security questions. Uh, what street did you grow up on? And I'm like well, I know the name of the street, but how did I punctuate it? Did I capitalize this stuff or did I not? You know, so it takes 30 minutes to log into your own account. I'm not even breaking into anything. So anyway, long story short, um, warranty claim. They're sending me a new one. Hopefully we can not duplicate what we did last time and, and get his phone working because he needs it for when he's home with his both his mom and dad's while schools are closed during quarantine during but he's gotta, quarantine but he's got to so have whatever it. <laughs> or just and on top of it. that on top of that 2 days ago i woke up with a golf ball sized knot in my back that has not gone away i've used i've used a tens machine i've laid on a on a you know good size rubber ball to try to pull that thing out but man nothing so yeah so i'm in a little bit of pain a little bit of angst um Getting ready for the holidays, decorating for Christmas because my wife needs Christmas. And um, yeah, you know, living life, loving, living. Living the dream. All right. So with also playing Godfall, I've been playing, uh, finishing up Half-Life Alex. Want to finish that before the end of the year. That game has been pretty amazing so far. That that game, Mike, you would you would dig because it's all in VR. Except um, I probably shouldn't have watched all the Alien movies like back to back and then started playing Half Life Alex because now I'm like walking through dark corridors with the flashlight and every little sound seems like it could be an alien and they've got like head crabs that look like face huggers that jump out at you. So um, so because you brought up because you brought up VR uh-huh. and because Christmas is coming up, what is a good VR starter headset. Oh man, see, um, Scout's probably. Or is this is this one of those questions that's like that's like charged and like? I don't I don't think it's charged, but there are definitely a lot of options that you have. Um, the so Phaedron in chat says the, um, the Oculus Quest Two. That one's wireless. The only if if you have a problem with having a Facebook account, you probably don't want it. If you don't have a problem with Facebook um, using your information and selling it to anyone that they can, it's probably good to use. Um, I don't they have it all anyway. They do, don't yeah, they just they totally don't do. all like, the don't they all just share it all? I mean, you're born and you're like well, they definitely here's don't your blood. Here's that. Yeah, they do, they definitely don't share it. They definitely sell it. But Oculus uh, Quest Two would be cool to have. 
I have it resells for two ninety nine. Yeah, which actually isn't bad. I have a Samsung Odyssey Plus, which I got on sale for like one hundred and fifty dollars last year during Black Friday. So that was a pretty sweet deal. Maybe it was more than that. Maybe I got it for like two twenty. Um, but that one's been pretty cool. Um, there are a lot of headsets. There's a lot of new headsets coming out. Like if you want the top of the line, you're paying like a thousand dollars. But the Quest 2, if you want to just play some Beat Saber and you want to show people like, hey, this is what VR is without being tethered to the cords and stuff. I think the Quest 2, you can also you also have the option of plugging that stuff in. I might be wrong on that. I think they might have taken that feature away. Um, you'll have to ask Scout in the Discord because he is all about the VR and knows all about that stuff. Omnidirectional treadmills, setups, all that cool stuff. Um but I would say whatever you're looking at, just send it to me and then we'll like look up specs and talk it over and look at reviews and stuff. But the Quest 2 would be pretty cool. Um, it just does because- look pretty cool. I'm looking at an exploded version of it right now. And man, you almost kind of want to take that apart just to see if you can. Just kidding. I wouldn't take it yeah. apart. That just is crazy. Crazy at least, talk. At least for the portability, that one, that one is pretty interesting. So I've been playing Half-Life Alex. So there's a shotgun in that game, Mike. So you yeah. have to like, you have to break it and to load it so you break it and then you load it and then you can either push a button to flip it up or you can just flick your wrist and it locks back in place oh that's cool and i was like mike would dig this so that game how long can you go on a vr session before you have to before you uh, have to like disconnect so that's a good question it depends on the game so i played star wars squadrons in vr seated with a controller and i was able to get through one mission of that game spinning and turning in a tie interceptor before I wanted to lose my lunch. So Um, like 15 minutes. Then I played Half-Life Alex, which has the movement option to where you just like point your stick and then you'll teleport there. I was able Uh to do like an hour, 45 minute session. um, And I probably could have done more. The biggest thing for doing it that long is the weight of the headset on my head was starting to get to me. And what I didn't oh. get I didn't get sick at all. It was just the weight of the headset. So I think it depends on the game and what your tolerances are for motion sickness. But definitely like turning and spinning, like once I once I got out of VR after playing squadrons, I was feeling pretty I was feeling pretty woozy. Like the spinning yeah. in that game can really get to you. Um which I guess is a good thing because it feels it feels real. It's tricking your brain, right? So it feels mm-hmm. like it's real, but so yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I've started reading Rhythm of War by Brandon Sanderson, book for the Stormlight Archives. I am four fifths of the way done with that book. Hopefully, I'll finish that thing up tomorrow. So that has been um, a lot of fun. That's one of the things I've been waiting for the last two years was for book four. Probably be waiting for another two years for book five, and book five will finish the first part of his ten part series in the Stormlight Archives. So that'll be really exciting. Um, and then let's see, I signed up for Amazon Luna. It's Amazon streaming service. That's pretty fun just to be able to click on a link and all of a sudden you're playing a game. I haven't done a lot of it, um, recently just because I need to have more time to test it. So I'll do more of that on my phone. I really wish I could find a good Bluetooth controller that I can just like throw in my back pocket and take with me instead of having to lug around a Xbox controller that I have to connect to Bluetooth and carry a clip around. Because it's like yeah. I, because all of the games on Amazon Luna, like none of them really support um, controls on your phone that I have found, yeah. any of them that I've tried to play. So they all require a controller. And I could buy the controller. Um, I could buy the controller for like $40 now. But it's like, well, why would I want to buy an Amazon controller? I just have a Xbox controller that I can use here. So I'm trying to figure out a good portable Bluetooth controller that works with iPhone. There are some cool ones that work with um, Android devices, but that don't work for the iPhone. Fajan says his brother talked to him about the Cosmere for hours. It's like, yep, it's easy to talk to you, talk about the Cosmere for hours. So, all right, so that's what I've been doing. Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch is really cool. I suggest everyone to go out and get one if they can. They're a lot of fun, especially when they finally uh, hack those. Oh, I've got angst on that too. Oh, what happened? Uh, did I've you find one? So much angst. Well, I went to go pick one up right after you did. And and I'm like, hey, Steve, where did you find these? Oh, go here, go there. All right. And I go there, and the shelves were completely empty. And then you said something to me that will probably stick with me for the rest of my life because it bugs me so much. Yeah. You said, well, there's a dude that in our area who buys all these up and then sells them. 
on the Facebook. And of course he does. And of course he doesn't sell them for what he bought them for. Oh no! Right? Because I got on I got on Amazon today and I looked to see how much they were, and they're going for a hundred and ten bucks, which is which is a hundred and five percent of of what they cost, right? And I'm yeah. like, number one, you're a jerk. I didn't say jerk in my head. I said something else. Number two, why you got to do this? Like, like why you got to be that guy that does that, right? So, so people don't be that guy who buys stuff up and then sells it at at higher prices on the internet because that's just lame. And you're lame if you do that. Yeah, and and it's even weirder that. Well, I mean, there's a lot of ways that people can just keep buying them. But if you like go into Best Buy and you're like, hey, I want all of these. And really, I should have called you guys then. Well, I let you guys know that I had bought it the day, like right when I bought it. I was like, hey, I was just here. Yeah. I bought this. Check this out. So you guys should have gone like right after. But like, hey, Best Buy, like if this person comes in the same person and buys 10 of these, like, come on. Right. But but the th- but then also, because the other part of me is like, no, don't do that because I mean, people can still make their choices, right? But but just don't be that guy because that's lame. It's it, lame to be that guy. It is lame. I mean, this was a problem they had with the NES Classic, the SNES Classic. They actually had more of, so that wasn't a huge problem. These things, I don't know if they're gonna make more of them. Like with the whole like exclusive like time frames they did for their whole Mario 35th anniversary. They had a bunch of weird timing stuff with that. So don't, I don't know if they're going to make more of these. Um, well, because so, I've been checking the website daily because they're going to make great stocking stuffers, right? Yeah. And they're, nope, sold out. Nope, sold out. Not sold in your store. Not sold in your area. Yeah, they and might that's not, not make more just, of them. And that's not just Best Buy. So that's Best Buy, Target, Walmart. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, Like, don't be that guy. You should have just gone like right when I sent them to you. All right, so let's get well, in. Some of us have to work. I guess that's not true. anymore, though. Ah. Yeah, now you're fired. All right, let's get into the news. <laughs> All right, I gotta talk to you about something. This just in: Keanu Reeves announces the 2020 nominees for the Video Game Awards. Keanu Reeves, take us in. All right. I figured since the Video Game Awards is one of the only big things happening this year in the video game industry or the space, we should talk about them and we should give our predictions on who's going to win, right? Yay! Okay, so here we go. I'm sure everyone... Sorry, I've got like a... I've got a frog in my throat. So everyone knows what the Video Game reward Awards are. So Jeff Keighley's got a thing. He gets to go hang out with a bunch of his buddies and give away a bunch of awards. So this is what we're going to do. Um, if people on the chat want to play along, they can do so also. We are going to go through the nominees. I didn't realize there there were this many categories to the video game awards. We're going to go through There's the ca- yeah. We're going to go through the categories. We'll talk about them. The winners that we are picking are not going to be um, our personal picks. They are going to be what we think will be picked. We can talk about what our personal picks are also, but we're going to talk about what we think. Um, will be picked because like video game awards i mean they say that hey part of our part of the part of the public vote goes in as a factor to those i don't know if that's true or not like i don't care enough in award shows to even like do the research and figure out if that's true or not because i really just these are like oh cool you won an award from the video game awards whatever so i don't care that much to do that much research into this i think it's fun just to talk about it and go through all these games that we may have played or may not have played all right so, Phaedron in the chat says, The Last of Us 2, it's already over. Eh, maybe not. All right, so we're going to go for the Game of the Year, Mike. Mm-hmm. The Game of the Year, here are the nominees for Game of the Year. There is Doom Eternal from id Software and Bethesda. The Final Fantasy VII Remake by Square Enix. Ghost of Tsushima from Sucker Punch. Hades from Supergiant Games. Animal Crossing New Horizons from Nintendo. And The Last of Us Part Two from Naughty Dog. So, Michael, what would be your pick for Game of the Year? What so, I think, Hades, I think Hades is going to take Game of the Year. So, you now th- th- again, preface, this is not my pick. I'm guessing this is what's going to win. So, which one, which one would you pick? Um, so, there's this really cool mobile game that came out. Um, it's called uh, Solitaire. So, and I think that's going to win. 
No, I'm just kidding, Stephen. Um, of that list, I would of this list that, that we read, I would probably pick Hades. Um, of the of the five that were listed, although I know Final Fantasy is big, and there's a huge uh, following around that. Um, I think Hades is going to take Game of the Year, but and I guess I do have them as a, a as a couple more winners. Um, it may, yeah. So I thought just. So no, I understand. And so I, I really want Hades to win. Um, it, it has won my personal game of the year, which, um, which wasn't that hard to do because I think that game is top notch. I think it's pretty amazing. It, I think it's interesting because Hades is the one, the game of all of these that is released the most recent. So I think it is, it has more, more what? The freshest. It is the freshest on this list. Like back in March when Animal Crossing released and it just blew up as big as it did. I was like, oh man, this is going to be game of the year because the amount of coverage it was getting and it could still possibly get that. But I think after all the updates and everything that, you know, people have been finding with the game, maybe, maybe the small issues and frustrations have kind of weighed down on it. But like Fajan says in the chat, Hades, I think, has the most momentum. It is interesting to note that of these six games, 50% of them are Xbox exclusives with The Last of Us, Ghosts, Ghost of Tsushima, and Final Fantasy Remake. The Last of Us 2 has been like it was a powerhouse when it came out. Um, If you go back and listen to a lot of the reviews, though, like the game is a very powerful narrative game. But the way everyone talked about it, it was such a hard game to play because of the themes um, that it dealt with that I don't know if it, I mean, I, I could definitely see, so of all six of these games, I can definitely see five of them being game of the year and a lot of people like not complaining too much about them. I don't think Doom Eternal will, will be game of the year. Um, I think it's a great game, but I just don't think it's like up there with... Like Final Fantasy VII has a lot of baggage behind it. It has, you know, the it has the history of being one of the biggest RPGs ever of all time, and the remake was fantastic. So it has kind of that. I I kind of well, for a game to be like a remake like Final Fantasy VII, I'm okay with it being on this list because it's so widely different from the original. It's not just like a, hey, we up the graphics and here you go. It's a very new game. Um, Let's see. Ghosts of Tsushima. I think that's an amazing game that could... Yeah, I just think a lot of these could like definitely be... I want it to be Hades. I think it... I don't know, man. Like the, it, It's hard to bet against The Last of Us just because of... Just because it is like Naughty Dog and it's like Sony. And I'm, I'm going to change my guess. I'm going to change my guess that the people voting for this will pick The Last of Us Part 2. But Hades will be my personal pick. All right? Because I could talk about that, this a lot more, but yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, it took a long time. You got to speed this up. There's like 38 categories. There's 38 categories, Mike, <laughs> but five of them are the same nominees over and over again. They're all the same nominees over and over. I got to the point when I was looking at them, going, "Am I pushing the right button? Am I am I like scrolling am I enough? Do I do I have this going? All right, next one. All right, best game direction: Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima. Hades, Half-Life Alex, and The Last of Us Part 2. And you picked, Mike, for best game direction. Last of Us. You picked Last of Us Part 2. I am going to pick um, for best game direction, Half-Life Alex. All right. So you would. I would, and I did. All right. You would, and you did. Best narrative. Here we go. Same five, but just changing one up. <laughs> We have 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. So for best narrative, Mike, what do you pick? Last of Us. You're going Last of Us. I am going to go yeah. best narrative. I bet that the people... and you. So everyone has to remember. So when these went out to be voted on, this was the week where new consoles dropped. So I'm guessing that a lot of the people voting for these, like... The video game awards was kind of like a wasn't something that they were really focused on. So I don't know how much thought was put into how these were voted upon, other than like, oh yeah, this is a thing, and now we got to get coverage out for the new consoles. So let's move on to that. Um, 
I'm going to put on here Final Fantasy Remake for best narrative. Because I think they're going to want to spread the love around. I don't know. Maybe they maybe uh, Hades I don't think that's runner. how it works. Best art direction. Final Fantasy VII, Ghost, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, or The Last of Us Part Two. First time the Xbox um, exclusive has made its way into this into this discussion. So I'm going Ori. All right. I'm going to go with Hades from... Of course you are. I will. I honestly, like, I think they're going to win everything, but you know. All right. Best score in music. This one's going to be hard for me. So there's Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII, Hades, Ori, and Last of Us Part Two. This one's hard. What do you think, Mike? Ori. You're going to go with Ori. I'm going yep. to... Huh. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Hades on this, that all that original stuff done by Darren. All right, best audio design. Do you think best audio design's tough? Because then you're thinking of like, what does it sound like when I punch something, or what does it sound like when I shoot something? So what are you gonna go with? I'm gonna go Last with Ghost. of Us. You're gonna go Last with. I'm gonna go with Ghost. Yep. Man, there really are a lot of these. All right, best performance, and you went with. Ashley Johnson in Last of Us. All right. I'm going to go with Logan Cunningham as Hades. He also did more voices than just Hades in that game. So I'm going to go there. Games for Impact. For a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. I did not play any of these games, but due to talk on the internet, I'm going to go with Kentucky Route Zero. Interesting. I would not have gone that route. What route would you go? I went tell me why. All right. Why don't you tell me why? So best ongoing game. So this one's going to be interesting, Mike. Um, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, or Nomansky. And you um, I'm with... going Destiny 2 because of my connection to it. Plus also they kind of had a, a pretty big revamp to their platform in taking some content out, which everyone thought was controversial, but then putting much much more content in and just the kind of the new engines that they have going around it and the new weather system <laughs> it's so it's got its own weather system um so i think it's going to be destiny 2 why are our frames dropping oh you know why our frames are dropping because this website is freaking destroying the cpu usage for some reason <laughs> all right best indie game hades I will go with Hades also because <gasps> that's the first time that we've matched. It is the first time. We, it is a pass. Best mobile game: Among Us, Call of Duty, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, or Pokemon Cafe Mix. Um, I am actually going with Genshin Impact because of a conversation that we had with our good friend, good friend, fri good. You can do it, friend. Mike. You can do Phaedrin, it. speaking about Genshin Impact and his weirdo connection to those waifus and that word I will never forget. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Among Us because Among Us has been like making a huge impact and yeah, everyone's talking about playing Among Us. So I'm going to do that. All right. Best community support. Recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency and responsiveness. Inclusive of social media activity and video game updates. This is an interesting category. So who's like the best at social? Who's the best um, account at posting memes on Twitter? I think is what this is actually asking. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to vote for this, man. Like I don't follow. The only person I would have followed was Deeds. And Deeds isn't even at Bungie anymore. So I don't even know who to put for this. I voted Destiny 2 because that's where my that's what the pool my toe is in. All right. I'm gonna vote for Fall Guys because everyone's like, oh, Fall Guys Twitter account is so funny, but now it's like kind of outworn outstate its welcome. So now it's like you did too much. All right, best VR AR game. I'm gonna go ahead and put Half-Life Alex on this. I don't think there's much competition when you compare it to Half-Life Alex. I did as well. All right. We met up on that one. All right, innovation in accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. 
who are the nominees? All right. So we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded by Obsidian Entertainment, Hyperdot by Tribe Games, The Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. I chose Valhalla. So they're really, they're really going after that Viking demographic. Those Vi- those Vikings that you know still play on their Xboxes and their PS5s, who just like to go out and crush people. So all right, really reach out. I'm gonna go with The Last of Us on this one because they do have a lot of accessibility features, like with different um, color modes, um, different ways to slow down the game if you need that. Um, so I'm gonna go with them on that one. All right, best action game. Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, or Streets of Rage 4? I chose Neo 2 because obviously I've played it. Obviously, and you really enjoy it. I'm actually going to do the same, Mike. I think that of all these games, like I, I'm not going to pick Hades for this one as much as I think I would love for it to win everything i think neo 2 is probably gonna take best action game all right well because when you think about the category and you have to think okay who's got because because even though you want it to be best game it's not going to have all of these things you know but overall be the best game it's like the the movie that wins best picture usually doesn't win in every category so right so this so best action is for the best game the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. I could see Doom maybe taking um, some of this. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to go to Neo. All right, so let's move on to best action adventure for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. So here are the nominees. <clears throat> Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is really interesting that Assassin's Creed made it onto the list. Like it had just recently... Um, released. So to already make it on there is kind of surprising to me. Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, or The Last of Us Part Two. So I really want to pick um, Spider-Man on this one because of the traversal. I don't know how much puzzle solving there actually is in the game. Um, but I also kind of want to pick Marvel Spider-Man because last year it totally got snubbed out of getting any awards. So I think, um, so I think Miles will take home a win for him. I don't know as like an apology to last year, like, hey, sorry we screwed you over. You didn't win anything, even though you should have. So I'm going to give this one to Spider-Man. This one is going to go to Valhalla. All right, best role-playing game for the best. I just forgot how to read for a second. For the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Um, that's interesting that they had MMOs on here for that. Interesting. All right, so you either have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royale, Wasteland 3, or Yakuza Like a Dragon. What do you think, Mike? What do you think is going to get best role-playing game? I went Genshin Impact, pulling out a mobile title for the best role-playing game. That would be very interesting. So I think um, Persona probably has a shot at this, but um, I thought Persona came out like a long time ago. I wonder if they're... Is like 2020 so weird that I'm thinking that Persona released last year for some reason? All right. 2020 is very weird. I'm going to go... like Yakuza Like a Dragon has been out in Japan for a really long time. So maybe I'm going to give this one to Yakuza just to kind of break it up from seeing the same thing over and over again, even though Final Fantasy VII could probably totally take this. All right, now let's go through a list of games that I didn't even know released. Um, Best fighting games for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. Um, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, that's a very anime name. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, which I thought released like years ago. Street Fighter V Champion Edition, which I thought released 20 years ago. One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, which is also a game that nobody knows. Under Night, In Birth, EXC, colon, late, um, parentheses, CL-R, close parentheses. Oh, those are brackets, sorry. Um, what did you put for this one, Mike? Uh, Street Fighter. All right, I'm going to go Mortal Kombat just so we're different on the other side just of so that. Just so we're different on that. Just yeah, so we're so we're different. Different. Best Family. I... <laughs> There's a joke here. So instead of just like, hey, best family game, it's like, what? who's the best family? The Swiss Family Robinsons. Would they be the best family? Uh, they, were, they were pretty dysfunctional. 
Were they really? They got to like ride on ostriches and live in a treehouse. Yeah, with they were not safe, and the the pirates and the whole lions and the bears and the. I mean, you're yeah. totally not selling me on them not being the best family. <laughs> oh, Phaedron says, in other words, best Nintendo game, which is yeah. Um, all right, so there's Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, or Paper Mario the Origami King. So which one you got, I'm going Dungeons. So I think for a best family game, it needs to be playable by multiple people on the couch, right? That seems like... No, it doesn't have to be. No, I, I think so. For like family game, like Animal Crossing, you cannot play together. Um, it's not split screen or anything like that. I don't know about Crash Bandicoot. I don't think it is. Fall Guys, you cannot sit down on a couch and play that together. Uh, Mario Kart Life Circuit, that's a weird thing where you have to have a lot of room and not a lot of carpet. So, yeah, I'm going to go for I Minecraft think, Ages. I think probably probably Best Family, meaning more the rating versus like the experience. No, well, maybe, but I guess because it says for the best because game of those titles listed those titles listed it seems like they're going more for rating than than like what was the Mario Party type stuff right well, with everybody involved so yeah. i think this is more of a rating thing it says for the best game appropriate for family play irrespective of genre or platform see what i mean so it's rating it's it's the best it's the best family rating game. Well, well I know that's what it's saying, but I'm saying that for it to be a good family game, I think it needs to be to have like a couch co-op aspect to it for it to be the best. Because but but, but that may makes it to where the family doesn't talk to each other for a good 7 hours afterwards. Well, that's fine, but also it's like how are, you're not spending time with your family if you're playing Animal Crossing and everyone's on their own device. I don't know, maybe. So I'm going to go yeah. for Paper Mario RPG, which invalidates everything that I just argued about. Um, best sim strategy. You have Crusader King 3, Desperados 3, Gear Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, or XCOM Chimera Squad. I'm going to go put Crusader Kings 3 on this one. What are you going to put? That's definitely going to go to Flight Simulator. All right, Mike's going Flight Simulator. Best sports slash racing game. Okay, so you're going to have to... We can talk about it. So here we go. Best sports racing game. We have Dirt 5, F1 2020, FIFA 21, NBA 2K21, or Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. I don't know if I would consider like allowing like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater to be in... like Because it is a remake. I don't know if you call it a remaster or remake, but it's... I don't think it's like different enough to be like, hey, this should be in the running for this year's like best of. Also, well, that, that could also be indicative of there are only six of those games in that genre. I guess. I don't know. It's weird to have like sports and racing in the same. It just seems like, well, like you said, maybe there's just not that much. There's not a lot of competition where it's like, hey, it's either FIFA because like the hockey game that came out this year isn't on here. None of those awesome wrestling games are on here. So I'm going to put Tony Hawk because that makes sense to me. Uh, FIFA is going to win. All right. Best multiplayer game, Animal Crossing, Among Us, Call of Duty, Warzone, Fall Guys, or Valorant. I'm going to go with Call of Duty, Warzone on this one. See, and I went Among Us on this one. That's where my Among Us fell on this list. All right. A content creator of the year. I want to skip this category because I do not know 80% um, of the people on this list. And it's obvious to me that the Freelancer Codex is going to win Content Creator of the Year. Nailed it. Best debut game for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. Oh, this will be interesting. So we have Carry On from Phobia Games. We have Mortal Shell by Cold Symmetry. We have Raji the Ancient Epic by Nodding Heads Games. We have Roki by Polygon Treehouse. And we have Phasmophobia by Kinetic Games. I'm going to give this one to Phasmophobia. And I gave this one to Mortal Shell. Which is a really fun game, Mortal Shell was. All right, best esports athlete. Do you want to go through this one? Because I also don't know any of these people. I picked the guy who played Call of Duty. Crimix? Crismix? Chris? Crimsix? Crime Six? So, esports athlete. Crimix. Crimix. Crime. Primisky. Maybe it's Crimsy 9. Maybe that's a Roman numeral. 
Maybe so, it's all Roman numerals. Oh, maybe it is all Roman numerals. We should play this game. Esports athlete or grunge band. Chris Mix. Showmaker. Canyon. Shotzi. Or Zawood. Zywood. Zwoo. Zwoo. All right, we're going to skip that one. <laughs> I'm going to put Zwoo because that's fun to say. Zwoo. Fun to say. All right, moving on to, should we just best esports coach? I don't know. Rambo. Obviously, it's Rambo. His name oh. is Rambo. That's enough said. I'm going to give it to Zepha because Zepha. <laughs> best esports event. This is weird. Like, best esports yeah, event. These, these last categories, they're like, uh, they're like best use of key grip, best, um, best flying monkey scene in a movie. You know, it's you, like you know very oddly specific. You know what's weird here, though? But there's like, it says best esports event. Let's see. Recognizing an event across single or multiple days that delivered a best of class experience for participants and the broadcast audience. Yeah, this is like, what's your favorite show? That's weird. We're going to skip that one. Yeah. Best esports game. Call of Duty. Do you yep. watch esports at all, Mike? I, I do, actually. I actually am a founder of an esports team at my school. Impressive. Counter-Strike, Fortnite. Yeah. All right, you're going to go with... I'm not. I totally lied. Okay. You're going to go with Call of Duty. Um, let's see. Best yeah. esports host. All right. Best esports team. Oh, yeah, you're right. Those last ones are just kind of like esports related. Yeah. So we're just going to go ahead and skip all those. I'm going to close this browser so maybe my computer will stop dropping frames because of how heavy that website was cool all right so we will compare those we'll figure out who won towards the end i think those last ones i'm just going to copy over what mike had that way we get the same amount of points if we get that there all right wow that was a lot mike that's a lot of rewards. there was a lot of categories and it it seems like and it seems like maybe there really could be more categories than that what would you add in so, there if you had a freelancer codex game of the year category what would you put in um, doo -doo -doo -doo. I'm going back here looking at these and I, I had one in my head thinking best, like best voice actor, but that's just best performance. Yeah. Right. So that's how they, that's how they say that. Um, they cover, they cover art direction. They cover sound. They covered narrative. Um, maybe, maybe that is all the categories that they need. I guess really what they could have done is broken up more into genres type. Because they have action, action adventure. I guess there's enough. Well, no, they could have done like best horror game. They could have. Yeah, done... they could have. They could have broken up the action. They could have broken up the action slash action adventure categories deeper and gone FPS, um, MMO. Um, yeah. Oh shoot! What is? Um, uh, yeah, they could have. They, they could have gone more. But like They've they, got a lot of categories here: sport, racing, sim, family fighting. Eh, so maybe they do have the these these last categories are kind of interesting, starting from content creator and down. I think those debut, are very and niche. then all the esports stuff. Yeah, especially the esports. So Fajan, like Fajan yeah. says in the chat, that the game awards are also a place to show off new things, new exclusive trailers. That's why that's what most of the people tune in for, not for the reward for the awards, but because they're going to show off right. new stuff. And it's like the Academy Awards where they announce like five winners during a commercial break that no one knows, you know, who they are or what they won. So that's very similar. One thing that is interesting is that um, 343 Industries, the creators of Halo right now, not the creators, but the people working on the Halo franchise right now, said, hey, we're not going to be there. So don't expect us to be there. We've got our heads down making stuff after all the changes that we've had. So expect to hear from us soon. But they will not be at the VGAs. So I guess that is news. I don't know. It's like, all right, guys, just keep your heads down, work on the game. And go from there. Mike, did you hear that there is going to be a new James Bond video game? And I did not I did not hear about the new game. Um, it kind of makes sense because there's a new movie coming out and it seems like it's gonna change hands. So maybe it makes sense. Yeah, and it's, um, it's gonna be developed by IO Interactive, and these are the people that made the Hitman series, which a lot of people really like. So nice. Have you or do you, have you ever wanted a new 007 movie or video game? Is that something that's even been like, hey, we really want to do that. We want another 007 game because it's not really um, something I've thought about in a really long time. 
Yeah, I mean, I like those characters, and I like I like the world. I like the spy aspect, but but I don't know if if I'm like, oh yeah, I'm super excited. This is coming out. I need this so much, you know. So yeah, I I guess I feel the same way. I'm like, oh okay, sure, whatever. Gets it, here. What do you yeah, do? If it's gonna be, I mean, I don't know. I think the Hitman series is pretty interesting with what they have done to it. So maybe they could take some of that success and turn it into a 007. Um, video game that would be interesting all right so this next story mike before we kind of like wrap it up here this is something that i thought was really interesting a while ago i I don't know if it was last episode of the episode before we were talking about star wars squadrons and i had mentioned like hey there should be more ships in this game because i can't believe they're not going to continue to develop for it i said hey you should put in the b-wing and the tie defender turns out star wars squadrons is adding the b-wing the tie defender and custom matches due to enthusiastic fan support so this was something that we didn't think was going to happen because they said hey we are not going to update this game at all we're going to put it out it's going to be 40 dollars. you get what you get you don't throw a fit we have learned that the update that's going to be coming out in december they're going to add um some new items some new abilities into the game but they're going to put the b-wing in and the tie defender so that makes me say, all right, it's time for me to like put my money where my mouth is. And like, I've got to go jump back into the game, fly around the B-Wing because I said, hey, it'd be really cool if they had this. And I would play the game if they did. So I've got to, in December, I'm going to be playing some squadrons, see how the B-Wing stacks up. They have custom games. So, you know, jump into a bunch of those and it could be just like death matches. And I think a lot of people will make some interesting things there in that multiplayer space. So at least we'll try it. We already own the game, so we'll give it a go, see how it is, and enjoy flying around the TIE Defender and the B-Wing. So, because that's the old, that's the B-Wing is the best wing. That's what the B stands for in B-Wing. So, all and why right. does it look like a T? Don't you, you shut up. You don't even talk okay. about T-Wings and B-Wings, right? You got it. Let me push my nerd. Oh, speaking of B-Wings and T-Wings, so naturally, with the success of The Mandalorian Season 2, you would think that they would have to put the Razor Crest in Star Wars Squadrons, right? Because that just makes sense. So if it you were, if you were to add the Razor Crest, you would have to add another um, ship on the enemy side. So what ship would you add um, in conjunction with the Razor Crest? Um, you could probably go Kylo Ren's tie. You could probably go. Um, do 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 do. Oh, you if you're if you're gonna stick Mandalorian. What's the? You could put the general's um, tie fighter in there. Nah, but his was just a normal tie, though. Ooh, you could do slave. You could do the slave two, the slave one. Slave one. Slave one. You could do the slave one. Yeah, I think you probably um, do the slave one because if you're gonna put in the razor crest, then you've got Mando, then you put Boba in there, so you go with the yeah, slave one. Yeah, you could. But anyway, um, there's. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. That most of the iconic ships belong to the heroes, and I and I think that's for a purpose, right? I don't think like, so. Slave like, One's pretty iconic. Well, that's the only one versus versus the Ghost versus um, the Millennium Falcon versus the uh, Razor Crest versus like because who besides and and even even the Slave One isn't like an enemy ship. I mean, because he's no, it is. Yeah, he's Boba Fett's. He's he's an enemy. He's, he's not the enemy. He so. stole ham salad, though. So, like enemy ships, I would say you probably have things that are iconic, like the Tie Advanced um, that Darth Vader flew around in. That one's pretty iconic. You would, yeah, have... but was it any different than a regular Tie? Yes. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Enough said. Now that everyone, uh, not all the Star Wars listeners have, uh, please forward all your emails to Michael Lampson <laughs> at hotmail.com. All right, Mike. I think that's it, man. Like, we've gone through a lot of the stuff that has been happening right now. There's not, there's, there's really not a lot of news considering all the new consoles that have dropped. We've got a lot of new games with Assassin's Creed. Watch Dogs Legions, we've got new stuff coming out, but there just hasn't been a lot of news articles that I thought were interesting to talk about. So we, I think we had a fun discussion about what's going to be, what's going to take the video game awards. Hopefully we'll see some new stuff there. Um, I'm not really holding my breath for new things. It's tough to have new things. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a lot of cool new stuff. I guess I haven't been paying well, attention enough either. It's tough to hold your breath too. Let me try it really quick. All You're right. going to have to. You've been having the hiccups for a while. It's true. So, yeah, I mean, there's some good stuff out there. So, 
everyone in chat. Thank you for hanging out with us for this discussion. We really appreciate you hanging out and just, you know, this is kind of, this is what the show is now, I guess. So thanks for hanging out with us <laughs> for the show. That's rough. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a good one. We, I hope you have, a, I hope you all have a good weekend. I hope you all have a good holiday um, that's coming up. I think we, I don't know when we're gonna record next week because next Thursday will be Thanksgiving, and we'd probably be getting a lot of trouble if we wanted to record um, Thanksgiving night. Um, so we will not do that. Maybe we'll do something earlier, or maybe we'll just pre-record something and put it out on Thursday. So. Everyone that is having Thanksgiving, um, remember what you are thankful for. And people that aren't having Thanksgiving, you can still remember what you're thankful for. And we'll come back with episode 150 of the Freelancer Codex, and we'll see you all later. Brave season to you. May their bones be picked clean. Uh, what? Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all.